Welcome back, Patriots. This is part two of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you missed part one, you better go back and listen. Here we go. They are using them, okay, in various places there. We know that. Going, Jeff, real quick, I want to go back to uh, the poll book issue real quick, because I don't know if you saw the news today, but in Kent County, Michigan, uh, specifically in Gaines Township, there was a man that was arrested for inserting a USB stick into a poll book. And uh, it's, it's now this was said to have been done after this was in October 2021. This was not the 2020 election, folks. Um, but it was said to have been after uh, the the vote tally. So, you know, after the, po- the, the polls were closed out, um, they go as far as saying that the poll books are not connected to the Internet, which I do not believe to be true. Uh, but then ironically, they say, absolutely. That's that's the whole point of an electronic poll book. Otherwise, what's the point of having an electronic poll book if you can't you know, update it in real time? Um, and then the other part that was really interesting to me, and I'm trying to figure out this, is they say he's an election worker. This guy was an election worker. But then at the very bottom of the article, it says he worked neither for Kent County nor Gaines Township. So uh, we don't know who he actually worked for, but they said that he was an elections worker. So, I, you know, that that just kind of what you just said about Michigan deleting the poll book records after five days, you know, it kind of made me start thinking maybe this guy was a white hat and he was trying to, you know, download that information before they deleted it. So that there was a record of it. I, I don't know. But either way, I mean, he broke the law, plain and simple. Um, and then the other theory that I had was that they're trying to get out in front of 2020 with uh, 2022, which with everything that they're putting in the in the, the news now saying that you guys somehow uh, are nefarious actors and that you have access that that could uh, interrupt future elections and all this other hoopla bull crap. Yeah, if if we had uh, nefarious uh, desires, let me tell you, you would never have seen me on video. You would have never heard my name. Um, <laughs> that, you know, I, I worked in this area for 16 or 17 years, right, uh, as Black Hat. So you, that's ridiculous to say that we're going in there in the open on video and, and then putting out videos on the news, you know, showing what we did, um, that that's how we're going to uh, manipulate the system for the future. Uh, that's absolutely nonsense. Um, I, I want to go back to that Senate report for just a second because, and we talked about the Halderman report, but one of the things that came to mind was, you know, how they touted that Senate report. Well, whoever wrote the report could not even get the description from what Halderman wrote. So Halderman wrote his report in March, and the Senate report came out in June. And in the description of what happened in Antrim, which they put in there, the Senate report has the opposite of what Halderman said. So Halderman uh, said correctly, I believe, that the EMS was updated and the tabulator uh, definition files were not updated. Well, the Senate report says just the opposite, that all the tabulators were updated and they didn't update the EMS, and that's why it was wrong. So whoever wrote that clearly has no clue what they're writing, what they're talking about. Um, The credibility is you talked about experts earlier, Joe. Clearly, they, they didn't have any experts involved in it. They couldn't even copy from Halderman's report correctly. Okay. Well, I want to I want to bring this up because it's really important that we concentrate. Because obviously, they're calling us uh, they're calling us election deniers. They're calling us uh, uh, conspiracy theorists. Um, they're they're calling us uh, subverters of democracy, and really. Uh, we're, we're, we're going through and we're using factual information. We are experts in this field. We are experts. Yes. I'm a system architecture expert. You are a cyber expert. Sean Smith is a cyber expert. Um, I, I, by the way, I would describe myself different, Joe. A lot of people are calling me an IT or a cyber expert. Uh, I would not describe myself that way. I describe Doug Logan that way. Um, I am a vulnerability, a systems vulnerability expert across the board. Okay, hardware, software, all you know, physical, you name it. Uh, I that's that's my expertise was doing national level systems vulnerability uh, work uh, for multiple government okay. agencies. So, pen tester. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner 
of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. You did penetration testing. Uh, we did, yeah, all that. We figured out how to get into things. Basically, right. our motto was, you make it, we break it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you an example. We had a, a bizarre example. We had someone come to us. Uh, you may be aware that pe people seal things, right? The very yeah. important things like, like nuclear uh, materials and stuff. You want seals to make sure no one has access that nuclear material uh so we had someone come with their latest and greatest nu nuclear seal and gave it to our team and said okay we think we've made an undefeatable seal here undefeatable gave it to our team and i think it was a week and a half later our guy running the project called up the sponsor said uh, why don't you come on back and guy said okay have you guys given up he says well why don't you come back we'll show you what we were able to find so a uh, guy came back uh, he had given them a sealed object, and uh, so the guy looked at it and said, you know, the guy said, well, why don't, why don't you just open it? So the guy opened the seal up. He, it was inside. He had put a note inside the sealed object, and you could not tell their super secret, undefeatable seal. They, they broke it in a week, okay? The team broke it in a week, and you could not tell that they had been in and out of that super seal. All right, that's the kind of uh, crew that we had to do across the board, you name it, whether it be computers, networks, hardware, software, you name it. In fact, along these lines, let me just tell you about one that I was going to bring up today that's brand new, but it's something I did find. This is factual, okay? Mm -hmm. This is factual from what I found. It's evidence they don't want to come out in Michigan, all right? So inside that, um, that tabulator, there is an FPGA. And obviously we got inside the tabulators because we were uh, looking for modems, okay? So uh, we were told we had permission to open them up, to do uh, a look at them, so we opened them up. Uh, we found either a modem or a slot for a modem, what appeared to be a slot for a modem. We also found uh, in the ICP an FPGA, okay? Now people don't know what that is. I'm an electrical engineer, so I know a lot about FPGAs. I've used them, I've programmed them. It's a field programmable gate array. Basically, when you have a circuit board, an electronic circuit board, usually it's fixed. Well, inside a FPGA, you can change the circuit with programming, with bits. Here's the problem with having an FPGA inside of the tabulator. It's not reviewable. You know how they said they review the software? They do these yeah. software reviews to make sure that there's no subversion in there? I don't know a single software reviewer that knows how to review the bits that program an FPGA. I don't think that person exists. You cannot tell what those bits do, okay? So there's a chip inside the ICP that's totally opaque. You don't know what it's doing. Now, even worse is in the election definition files. I want you to, I want you to repeat that. I want you to repeat that. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Producer, pay attention to this. <laughs> 
I want you to repeat that. And by the way, you're going to have to repeat it, and then you're going to have to put it into layman's terms. You're going to have to tell people what you said because because I understood it about 90%, okay. but I can tell you 90% understood about 1%. <laughs> okay. So, so back up and, and tell okay. people what you're talking about here when you talk about bits and opaque and okay, you gotta, this, okay. Okay. This make it simple. Kind of, Kiss. Yeah, Keep I'll it simple, stupid. I'll, I'll try, <laughs> but, right. uh, I can do the stupid part, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so there is a device that's an electronic chip. Okay. And just like you can program software to do a certain thing, this chip is basically reconfigurable hardware. And as we see the continued assault on our privacy, on our freedoms, and the information war we find ourselves in, it's always important to protect your online activity. So if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using incognito mode will not solve the problem. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners of Conservative Daily Podcast, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you're getting nine months for free. On top of that, it's an awesome deal. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daily. Okay, and it's in the system. You've observed this in the system. It's in the system, okay? okay? The chip is there. It's in the system. And, and it's on the it's, it's it's inside of the computer itself. It's on the motherboard. It's on inside the, the ICT okay. on the motherboard. Okay, it's a field programmable gate array that's in there. And what that's designed for is so that you can reprogram it to do different functions. Okay, and uh, they could be, for example, accelerating the processing processing of images using an FPGA. That's fine. Maybe that's what they're doing with it. I don't know. I really don't know what they're doing with it uh, because we didn't get any source code or, or decom- uh, compilation of the firmware inside the ICP. So we have no idea um, uh, really what it's doing. But I will say it's there. The reason I say it's opaque is it's not like software where you've got you know standard programming languages and you can sit there and read all the bits and so on. Um, it is just literally a bit is a one or a zero guys okay it's a one or a zero that's what a bit is one or zero a string of bits is a byte like eight of them together ones and zeros is a byte okay so when we talk megabytes like storage everybody knows bytes kilobytes megabytes because they store it on their usb stick that's just a bunch of these eight bit things okay it's a byte so you have a million of those bytes or whatever so when you program one of these things you basically set a bunch of ones and zeros But unlike a programming language like C or one of those that you can decompile, that you can easily read, uh, or software, source code, which they give to the certification authorities to go through to see if there's any subversions in there, this is a bunch of bits. The, The software programmer has no way to review that. They have no idea what it's doing, okay? They, they only know whatever the company tells them it's supposed to be doing if they tell them anything. All right. Now, worse than that, it's in-circuit real-time programmable. Did you catch that? Yeah. It can be changed. I'm writing this down and because for, I'm actually, I, I want to be able to tell people what a um, uh, FPGA is. 
And so I want them to yeah. know that the, the ability for it to run simultaneously side by side with programming on the software side, and it can change That's things correct. and it can run simulations. Right, so you it, would need it, in order for this to to work, you you would need a SQL database there in order for some of the stuff to happen. You, it, it it actually no, you don't have to have a, you don't have to have a SQL well, database. You'd have there. to have something like but, that that would allow for that to be integrated because you can't the uh, no, FPGA no. can't operate independently of the system without being integrated into the system. Right, it has to have firmware, which is on the ICP, right. and it's a Linux, Linux system, I believe. But here's what it's typically used for: is to accelerate calculations. So a bunch of things go on in hardware in parallel inside right. this chip. Right, right. So, so what you can do is instead of a processor that has to do it one chunk at a time, it does a whole bunch in parallel. So you can manipulate a number very quickly. Mm -hmm. You can add, subtract, multiply, divide. You can do things to numbers to a very, very quickly. And that's often why they use an FPGA is because it's an acceleration device. It runs, it, it instead of having to have a super, super fast processor on the board, and they do have a processor there, this allows you to do a very specific function or series of functions much quicker, okay? So, so the fact that it's there is maybe okay, uh, but reviewing that to know what it's doing, I can tell you the software you know, even really good software reviewers wouldn't have a clue how to review the programming for that thing. And, you know, from well, all appearances, they didn't have very good software reviewers reviewing the code but to start with. They didn't have any. They had Dominion. And remember, these are what they said is that, that this was, you know, time drift. And e even the one that we had, I think, the most time with, which was, which was the stuff out of Mesa. Right, so the, yeah. I would say that they have the most time. You had a bunch of time with with Antrim, but if you put it together with what they were able to collect across the country, that was probably the most complete analysis of the system, and it shows. Yeah, what I was getting at there, Joe, is the certification authorities should have done a code review, okay? Right. Uh, and and uh, whether they did or not, I don't know. How thorough they did, I don't know. But I almost guarantee you they wouldn't know how to uh, review this FPGA. Now, here's, here's a little breaking news for you. Is in the decode of the election definition files, I found what appear to be programming bits, sequences, for that FPGA. So whatever function it was doing, they apparently were reprogramming it per election. In real time? Whenever you loaded in that election file, that specific election, it put in, I believe, specific programming for that election that night or that day, whether it's early voting or election day I want or whatever. To see it. I want to see it. I want to and review I, that. I want to see okay. it. I want to review that. I want to be able to verify that. Because that, that by itself is, I mean, again, it just adds more complexity to what right. I'm saying about, now, about how, we, how you split it, the vote. Yeah. Now, all I can tell you here is that it appears that way to me. Did someone do something bad with it? I don't know. Um, I, as an expert who's, you know, de developed with FPGAs, done work, a lot of work with FPGAs, I see bits that don't do anything else in election definition file, and they look like sequence of programming bits for the FPGA. Was I able to verify that? No, because I didn't have, you know, disassembled firmware for the ICP and so on. But it sure looks to me like something that absolutely needs to be investigated to find out, because there's no way you can do a code review on that. I can tell you from experience, there's no way you're going to do a code review on a bunch of bits in a hardware device like that. Um, it's not easy to do. It's absolutely not easy to do. It's very hard to do. Now, right. Jeff, what kind of what kind of connection would you need to to alter that in in real time on the fly? Be because you know we saw uh, with Pat Kolbeck uh, his report on Let's Fix stuff where they found the Telet uh, 4G chip on there, and I also obtained a video uh, just just this week from somebody that was at a logic and accuracy test that found a 5G chip on the floor during the logic and accuracy test to which one of the election officials there said, oh, thank God you found that. We need that for the machine. We, we, we insert it right here to transmit results up when the machines are turned off. And this wow. is on a heart machine, not an ESS, ESNS machine, but 
so so we, we now have <laughs> right right we now have we now have an ESNS machine with a chip with a modem we now have a heart machine with with you know internet capability uh cellular uh transmission so i i mean we, we got to assume that the dominion one in michigan also has the same connectivity well well, let me, uh, I want to go to that in a second, but hold that for just a second. Your first question that you're asked, or I want to answer first, which is, I want to state the obvious, like Joe says, if the bits are in the election definition file, you do not need anyone to be anywhere near the machine. Those bits flow down from the election designer software. That software is updated periodically by Dominion and given to the third-party programmers, whoever they are. And I'm not saying any of these people are bad. I'm just saying a bad actor who got access to that and subverted that software, one person can flow that down to every machine in the country that uses that election designer software. Okay? So, once again, you don't need any physical access. They keep saying in their stuff, well, we're secure because you need physical access to the EMS or you need physical access to the tabulator. I am telling you, I do not need physical access. As a bad guy, I wouldn't need it. I can do it from outside the country. I don't even have to be in the US. Our system is so insecure. All you gotta do is break in somewhere along that chain and get into the appropriate servers and get into that software, make a mod to it, and if you know what you're doing, if you're a nation state capability, no one's going to know you were there. All right. If they can break into Capital One, if they can break into the State Department, like we talked about the other day, you don't think they can break into a voting machine company? Guarantee you they have the capability to break into a voting machine company. This is one reason why we've got to change the architecture. We can't be using these machines. It is unsecurable. My expert opinion is it is unsecurable. You can't and patch everything. it. You can't, you can't put enough Band-Aids on this system to make it secure. Now, that having been said, I want to jump to the modems because that's critical and I want to reveal some additional information today I haven't on that. Now, you're talking about the report that we put out from Antrim, okay, where we, we had the 4G modem inside the ESNS machine, all right? That was Penrose's report that he put out. He showed that modem in there. And we talked about uh, that modem a bit. That modem was not just in there, it was used in the election. We have that in our report. It's it's the Penrose number one expert report. Okay, you can see all that stuff in there. OAN did a video piece on that report. And they pointed out in there um, that, you know, they actually have a copy of the tape showing that that modem had been used. All right. So now here's something you need to know about that modem. That modem, that Talit chip, as you pointed out, and as we pointed out, is uh, an Italian company. They make the chips in Taiwan, and they have a guy sitting on the board of directors that owns 15% of the company who is a uh, Chinese Communist Party member. Okay? That's all in the report, guys. You can go read it. All right? That was in the OAN report. Now, here's what I'm going to add that we haven't said before, and that is we, we looked at the board... Well, that chip, it, it says it briefly in the report, but this chip is not just a, oh, a modem chip. People think, oh, that does some one little thing. It's just a little modem. Oh, no. This is a high-capability chip. And, Joe, you'll recognize this. It does every protocol out there. It does FTP. It does HTTPS. It does SM, you know, it does every protocol. It, it handles every protocol, essentially every major protocol out there. This guy is a little server, is what it is, inside that chip. It's not just a modem. It's got a lot of capability, and it's programmable. Now, here's the thing I'm going to tell you that we haven't said before, and that that chip is sitting on a board from a U.S. company, which I'll leave unnamed right now. Um, I guess I could name it, but I'll leave it unnamed in case well, someone it. says that's a big... Uh, okay, it's Multitech. Okay, the company is Multitech. And... I went to the site, I looked up their information on that board and on that chip, and there is a notice that says, if you buy this board with this chip, you must allow the following feature. Uh, you have to allow it to be reprogrammed over the air, Repro remotely reprogrammable over the air. Why? To ensure that it stays compatible with the cell phone network. It is a requirement that this chip be reprogrammable over the air, 
okay they actually give two 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 possibilities one it can be reprogrammable directly and the other is it has to be reprogrammable over the air so um, if in fact this chip is reprogrammable over the air think about it for a second who's going to provide the programming it's not going to be multi-tech it's going to be, be Talit. and Talit has got a communist Chinese member on the board controlling a large part of the company who one article out of the UK basically said this guy's trying to take over he's trying to absorb these companies he's, he's, he's got multiple companies in China he's from China okay and he's a Chinese national he's got an IOT company he's got a bunch of finance companies in China he's trying to take over these companies what in the world first of all modem shouldn't be anywhere near our voting equipment no, period no, they and I'm not the only one that stated that uh, earlier you someone mentioned the advisory report right the election advisory report I, I want to take take it one step further here and see, tell you how absurd this is so this election uh, advisory report out of Michigan okay Jocelyn Benson the one who accused me of illegal activity on the video CNN video she commissioned this commission she she uh, she set them up okay it's in it's in their report so she set it up and guess who the co-chairs were Alex Holderman and the other co-chair was David, David Becker. Becker gotta be kidding okay. me uh, how, oh, <laughs> how, who happened to be on the CNN report with Jocelyn Benson calling me <laughs> you know a, a criminal for doing illegal break-in of a system okay so they're sitting on the report I want to I, I punch mean, these in their face. I'm just going to say it right now. You know what? I I have been I haven't cussed in so long. God forgive me. F these guys. I've had it. I mean, yeah. enough of it. What? Why in the hell are we dealing with this? So let let me let me take okay. it further. Apologize. And that I is, apologize for I, the virgin ears that are watching <laughs> this podcast. I, Ironically, Sorry, last night I was dropping, I I was dropping that bomb too. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, uh, so what I was going to—you've you've got me all messed up there. But no. So what I was going to say is that um, they, in the report, they show they had four meetings. The last meeting they had was in October 2019. The last meeting was October 2019. Now they specifically say in this report that the the national EAC, I believe it was, uh, or it might have been DHS, said, "Do not use modems. Get you rid think? of modems. Do not. You think? Yep. Do not. I mean, I, yep. I don't know. Except I mean, uh... okay. Now hold on. It gets further. Okay. So in their report, they said, "Do not use modems for tabulators, and stop connecting EMSs to networks. Period. Okay. It said that. They go on to say." The Jocelyn Benson, who knows all this stuff, is already beginning to implement all this stuff, okay? Because she's aware of it in their meetings and stuff um, in, in 2019, a year before the 2020 election. So a year before the 2020 election, they were given guidance to get rid of the modems or disable the modems. They didn't issue their report officially until October of 2020. Gee, I wonder why. Oh, we don't have time to implement any of this, okay? But the report said she had already begun to implement the recommendations back from October 2019 because she knew about them back then being part of that whole uh, operation, that, that commission at the time, all right? So they knew that they were supposed to get rid of the modems, and in Alex Holderman's report on Antrim, little footnote, he puts it buried down in a footnote, oh, by the way, if you look at our report, it says we recommend that you consider getting rid of the modems. You know what the Senate put in their report? Well, we haven't gotten rid of the modems yet because we haven't gotten, I think the wording, I, I won't get it quite correct, but we basically haven't got agreement yet from the election supervisors across the state. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. 
If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. What? Didn't, did, didn't I mean, Pulos testify? Do you think any election supervisor out there has the background and vulnerabilities to, to know whether they should be using a modem or not? You don't, I mean, this is like going to the book club of the month and saying, you know, would you uh, pick a special prosecutor for us in Michigan, right? I mean, I mean, you're not going to do that. Now, I love these election officials. They're great people, and I'm not knocking them. And I want to say that publicly. Everybody keeps saying, oh, we're knocking the election officials. No, we're not. I'm trying to protect the election officials, okay? The election officials are given a system that's not securable. And then they're given a checklist with 60 boxes to check off so, uh, so that someone will ha help think that they've got a secure election system because they checked all the boxes. Okay, yeah, we checked this seal, we checked that lock, we, we did this procedure, we ran this, we ran that. Uh, one of the examples is, for example, the LAT testing. All right, the standard way they run the LAT testing across the country does not work. Why is that? What they do is they run it on, and I've watched them do this, it's the standard procedure, the voting machine companies must teach them to do it, is you run the LAT test, I mean, you program the card, you put it in, you run the test deck, okay, you um, re-zero the polls, and then you seal up the tabulator. You seal it where the compact flashcards are, you seal the, the tabulator up, you are ready for the election. Now, what's the problem with that? They never took the results of that back to the EMS to see if it ever would give you correct results. And guess what? In Alex Hollerman's report, he says, you know, we kind of recommend that they ought to do that. Maybe we should have them do that. You know, go check to see if the results are correct. Standard procedure has been all across the country not to check the results to see if they're correct, other than, oh, the printout on the tape is correct versus the ballots. And we ran 100, you know, test ballots provided by the voting machine company, by the way. They specify them exactly what they're going to be. All right. It's not usually uh, specified at all by the counties themselves. All right. So this is another example of ridiculousness uh, in the system, in the architecture that's just wrong, is they don't even take it all the way through and check the results at the EMS for the logic and accuracy test. And that's how you can have an Antrim slip through. Um, and again, we've said, okay, maybe Antrim was accidental. I don't know. Maybe it was accidental. And maybe, okay, they caught it. But you do that in a Philadelphia or a Detroit, and no one's going to question that, you know, some precinct had three votes for one candidate and 500 for the other. They're going to go, oh, yeah, of course, that's how, that's how we vote in this part of the country, you know, in this city. That's how we vote. And, and we've seen precincts like that in those locations, numbers that make no sense statistically. Just by accident, you're going to get more voters than that uh, on one side. So it, it, those, they just don't make sense. So anyway, just wanted to get that out there. Or you just do what they did in DeKalb County, where you have the same exact problem as Antrim County, where they didn't upgrade, up, uh, didn't update all the tabulators in a precinct. And because of that, you have your third place candidate switching to first place, your first place switching to third place, and 2,800 votes that pop up out of nowhere, uh, you know, just all of a sudden there's extra votes added in. And, you know, just like the Halderman report where they had the, op uh, uh, excuse me, just like Antrim, where they had the opportunity to go down ballot and count the other races that were impacted by this. And they said, no, nah, we don't need to count those. We're just going to count the presidential and, and, and check that off as, as being OK. In DeKalb County, they didn't check any other races, not one. 
they just said, yeah, it's just this top of the ticket race or not top of the ticket, but this, this, uh, you know, county commissioner race, that was the only one infected by this. Um, by the way, that's the only hand count we've done in all of Georgia and it failed miserably. So, you know, that's, and, and going back to what you were saying, uh, Jeff, about the CISA report, one of the advisories that they gave was rigorous post-election audits and they have done nothing of the sort in Georgia in their primary uh, and, 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 you know, rigorous post-election audits. They're not doing rigorous post-election audits anywhere. They, they do, you know, a small, small, small percentage, uh, you know, a single digit on the right side of the decimal as their, as their, as their uh, validation, their risk-limiting audit on this. It's an absolute joke that the, the checks and balances to ensure this was accurate are, are just a joke. Yeah, let, let me talk about that because people really do buy into this idea. In fact, all, Halderman's very first recommendation on his report was we need to do more risk-limiting li audits. Okay, what's the problem with that? Well, it's twofold, all right? Number one is if you look at how Colorado, I looked at how they did their risk-limiting audits, and what they did is the ballots, when they go into the ballot box, are not in order. They're jumbled in there, in, the, in that big black box on the bottom. They're not in order at all, so they don't match the cash flow record. So what do they do uh, in Colorado for their RLA? Because uh, I read the reports on when they were uh, deciding whether or not to do RLA. So what do they do is they first scan all the ballots again on a different tabulator, on a different day, with different programming. And then they go get a few of them to see if the numbers come out right. All right. So, uh, and, and they say, oh, it, it looks very scientific because they'll say, go here and pull out, you know, ballot number 263. Count through until you find 263. We've got the CVR for that. We can check it and see that that ballot 263, yep, it's exactly correct. We, we look at it. It's exactly correct. The problem is it's done on a different tabulator, different programming, different, different day. Of course it's going to be correct. You know, whatever that physical ballot was, you just scanned it. And, and that doesn't tell you anything about what happened on election day with a different tabulator with different programming in it. And, and the only way that would work is if you hand counted the entire thing. Hand counting 1% isn't going to do it for you. All right. It's not going to do it. Then in other places like Michigan, they didn't even do that. In Michigan, they're just looking at percentages. Now, the, the bad part is they make it look scientific because they'll say, oh, go get ballot 261 or, or 123 out of this ballot box. Because they send in a ma manifest of ballot boxes and say how many ballots are in that ballot box. Well, uh, there's no way to know what the order is or anything. So they're just randomly se selecting ballots, but it sounds scientific. We got ballot 129 and we got ballot one, you know, 261. And it, there's, you know, you may as well just go in there and say, hey, give us, give us 10 ballots. Just go randomly pick 10 ballots. It would be the same thing if you just sent in an election worker to randomly pick some ballots. But here's the real kicker. Let's say all that math worked. Let's say it actually does work. And I'm not convinced it does. But let's say it does. What are they using to do it? They use Arlo. Arlo is approved by DHS. Arlo's from a company called Voting Works. Arlo is out on the web. So what you do for this audit is they have the Secretary of State's office uh, call into the Arlo server and connect. And then they have the various counties call into the Arlo server and connect, typically. Okay. Um, and or it can be done manually as well. It, it doesn't have to be uh, uh, online. But in any case, Arlo gets the data. People are not doing this. A computer is doing it. So they're putting in the results of these individual ballots into Arlo. And Arlo is being run typically by voting works. So they said you can run it yourself, but you know how it is. It's like the election event designer. Yes. How many counties actually design their own election? They don't. They get third party to do it. And that's usually a Dominion or Dominion subcontractor or an ES, ESNS subcontractor or whatever. It's, it's a voting machine company that does it. Well, they're saying, oh yeah, you can do it yourself here if you want to. It's open source. But they don't. They go use voting works, right? They're signed up to use voting works. Uh, these states are, like Georgia was, Michigan was, and so on. Now, here's the problem. Who's voting works? Voting works is a nonprofit funded by the Open Society Foundation, George Soros, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, 
all the big tech people, the very ones who will say, you are banned from Facebook. Uh, I'm about to cuss again. I'm about to cuss again. You're it's about to happen. You're about to drop some bombs. We're going to ban Fuck you it. from Facebook because, <laughs> because you're an election denier, okay? Well, they funded the nonprofit who is entrusted with a computer who's going to tell us if our elections were correct or not. I don't have a lot of confidence in in that, guys. I hate to tell you this. I, I just don't. It's it's a it's a hole big enough to drive a fleet of semis through it. Is to allow a third party out on the network somewhere. We don't know how secure their network is. We don't know where they're running this software. Are they running it in Germany? Are they running it in Spain? Are they running it in the U.S.? We have no idea where they are. Um, we don't have any idea of the security of their system, and yet they're going to take. Yeah. Now, here's the overall thing. Uh, let me back off for a second and give you the 40,000 uh, view here real quick. We've turned over our registration process to computers. Nowadays, you get on the Internet, you can register online, right? You, everything, you don't even know if the person's real anymore. Okay, we've turned over registration to computers. So the computers are in charge, not people. It used to be you had to go in and see a county clerk to register. You don't have to do that anymore, okay? We've turned over... Uh, the creation of our, our actual election ballots and stuff to software. I'm not blaming the people that do this. They just push buttons and then it generates stuff. They don't know what it's generating. It just generates it. And then it encrypts it so no one can see it. They have no idea what it's doing. So we've turned it over. Our tabulation of our votes is by a computer, which is unsecurable from what I can see. I mean, especially if you put modems in it and all kinds of things you can't review, it's not securable. So we've turned over the counting of our ballots to computers. Now with RLAs, we're going to turn over the auditing of our elections to computers. The whole system. Well, has no, been we're handing it over, over to the radical to left computer. and the people that are stealing everything. Exactly. You know, uh, well, I, I, by the whenever... way, anybody could steal. Anybody could use this to steal. We're talking about radical left, and that's likely. But anybody could use this. Anybody that's corrupt can use this. Because I've said this before, I'm not about left and right. I'm not about conservative and liberal. I'm not about Republican, Democrat. It's more good and evil. It's corruptible in integrity. And we have to have a system that has integrity, where we know we are electing people, not, not selecting, selecting someone people. else electing them for us. Yeah. That's the problem that I see. It's Swiss cheese, guys. All Everywhere you look, every rock you turn over, you find holes in this system. And after you see a pile of these holes, you got to go to that guy's quote that says, when a system is unnecessarily chaotic, someone made it that way on purpose, purpose. for a reason. Chaos, is, reason. there's opportunity in chaos. And they've always said it, and they've always been able to do it, and that's what they've done here. Yeah. Hey, we got we got to no. wrap up. We're we're an hour and a half in. This was probably the most enlightening uh, show. I mean, you were just dropping bombs all over the place. I'm trying to write down the bombs, keep track of Apollo. So I want to give everybody an update. We have found Apollo, and don't worry, he is okay, okay. until he gets here. Then he won't be okay because he'll be okay. smacking him around a little bit. No, he, he, we don't know what happened yet, but we do know that we found him. He's okay, um, and he was taking Excellent. care of taking care of our friend, uh, which is why he wasn't here. So. Um, but I'm going to give you both the final word, and in that, Brian, please tell everyone tonight, seven o'clock uh, Central Time, nine p.m. Eastern Time. I'm oh, sorry, Correct. seven o'clock Mountain Time, nine o'clock Eastern Time. You've got a bunch of bombs that are going to be dropped tonight, and it's going to be, uh, I, I want to say, bombs. These are big bombs, like not little itty bitty. It was really big bombs. Yeah, this is uh, this is probably. Uh, this is going to tie into um, the Williamson, Tennessee report. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a big black eye on um, Dominion, potentially. Uh, so, yeah, be sure to tune in. It'll be on my Rumble, rumble.com slash CanCon. Uh, I think, Jeff, you're joining us tonight, correct? I'm planning on that, yeah. Yeah. It, so, and now you said uh, it's 7 o'clock, what time? Mountain? mountain time so 9, 9 p.m okay. eastern time so um okay. yeah. yeah unfortunately my dolphins are playing the Bengals tonight on thursday night football but i'll okay. have to miss that because, okay. because saving the country is far more important so. boo boo <laughs> that's a producer he's booing and, you and, i'm a steelers and, fan just so we're clear <laughs> and and uh last word for me uh uh joe is that uh this afternoon we're going to address 
so what? So what do we do about it? Uh, what's our, our job? And I know you're trying to motivate people, Conservative Daily is, to take action. And so that's really our discussion this afternoon. And in the process, we're going to uh, talk about counting the cost and what does it cost <coughs> to do that and why it's important that people be willing to, to, to pay that cost. In the process of doing that, we're going to drop a pretty big bomb this afternoon ourselves. So um, in, on, on the show this afternoon, there'll be one that... Uh, that that uh, we're make we're sure we get the make sure we get the visuals. Make sure we get the stuff that we can show people. That Paulo already has it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Paulo might get. He might just be. Get, he might get choked when he gets here for not communicating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's, so hey, <laughs> hey, listen. I, I do want to say this. I appreciate both of you gentlemen very very much and the work that you're doing. Um, and for those that don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know. Uh, two things. One, we have radio stations that are wanting to resyndicate what what Brian is going to be talking about tonight. It will be also broadcast on Gateway Pundits uh, a channel as well on Rumble. It'll be broadcast on Brian's channel, uh, CanCon, on Rumble. We will be rebroadcasting it. But you, you are. I want you to support Gateway Pundit. I want you to support Brian. But it is also going to be on several radio stations, and I know that they pick up this syndication when they resyndicate this. So I'm just telling you guys where to go. Brian, where, where do they go specifically? Because this, this broadcast will be rebroadcast, and then they will be resyndicating live the broadcast you're doing across some of those stations. So please just give us a quick update on that, on that 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, so to, to see it in real time where, where I'm at, you know, my, my direct channel will be rumble.com slash cancon, C-A-N-N-C-O-N. Um, like, like, like Joe said, I, I don't care who else broadcasts it. If anybody wants to pick it up and restream what I'm putting out, go for it. The more eyes, the better. We are up against uh, good versus evil. This is fifth generation warfare, and uh, we are being censored. We are getting uh, copious amounts of misinformation from the mainstream themselves coming out and saying things like accusing Jeff Lenberg of a crime while having on two people like Jocelyn Benson and, and David Becker, who themselves should be under investigation for finance crimes in the 2020 election. Um, yeah, we're we are up in a war right here. So I do not care who broadcasts my, my segment tonight. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, just get it out there somehow, folks. Yeah, and we're going to re. I'm going to, it'll be, uh, Mr. Producer will put it on every channel to your channel on Rumble. But just so the people that, I mean, some people will just go in and they'll, they'll hit it on. It will be on Conservative Daily. We will rebroadcast it. Uh, we will even put it out on the podcast network. And I think it's interesting. I think it's important that everyone become an ambassador of truth. So I'm just going to tell everyone that's listening, everyone that's going to listen and this being re recorded, it is up to you to become the ambassador of truth. This is not a game. This is not a game. We are not lying to you. We are not, we are not people that like to look for conspiracy theories. We, we, we are not hyperbolic. This isn't stuff that we're just making up. This is absolute truth. And you have to be the ambassador to truth. You have to be the ones to actually rebroadcast this and push this out there. So please do that. Make this the biggest show ever tonight and make sure you participate. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray if it's okay, gentlemen. Please um, do. All right. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to have these two courageous men on the show today. Thank you for the work that Brian does. Thank you for the work that Jeff does. Thank you for the wisdom and the, um, the amount of stamina that they show and, the, and, and just the, the example that they show for others and what they're willing to sacrifice in order to save our great nation, save the soul of this nation. Father, I would ask you to put a special blessing upon both of these men. Guard their hearts, their minds, their health, Give them the strength of a thousand men. Help them to be courageous in what they speak, but also have the wisdom to know when to speak, when not to speak, what to say and not to say, that they always relentlessly can chase the truth, Father. Help, please help them by pulling back the veil. Help others that they may pull their heads out of the sand and listen to the words that are being stated. Please bless them with the, uh, with the information that they need and, the, and the, the collateral that they need in order for people to be able to see it with their own eyes, not just hear it. Help us, Father, to raise up people that can walk with us in the gap, that can stand in the gap and unite with us, and help us that we may set aside our egos and may humbly go towards a place where we can lead when we need to lead and submit and follow when we need to follow. Help us, Father, to, to walk the path that you want us to walk and that we can all go towards that final mission of just restoration, restoring you to our community and restoring our country to a place where opportunity can be afforded to all. 
Father, please bless those that, that, that may be adversely affected by the hurricane down in Florida. Please put peace and joy in their hearts. Allow them the ability to rebuild their lives. Please protect them financially, protect their health, and protect their families, Father. Help them they may recover quickly. And Father, I would just ask to, that you uh, help those around the country open up their hearts and uh, open up their wallets and help those people adversely affected in Florida. Help them to see that we, we must stand together and what happens to one of us in our society happens to all. So help us be a, a, uh, a people that supports and helps lift the burden off of those affected. Father, we ask for all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Gentlemen, thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. And I will see I'll, you guys I'll, tonight. I'll be watching you tonight. I'll be in the comments saying, hello, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, gentlemen. All right. Take care. Take care. Okay. Well, there you have it. We had a great show today. I know we ran over. It'll be cut up into two sections, cut up into part one, part two. Lots of bombs being laid and dropped right now. I would just ask you to do two things. One, get on your knees and pray. And two, become an ambassador of truth. And don't just take our word for it. Dig into it. Do the research that's necessary and so that you know what a, a FPGA is, which is a field programmable uh, gate array. And it basically, the, the word field programmable means they can program it in the field, right? It's, it's Look into it. Look into the work that Soros is doing. Look into the fruits of the trees that are coming from these radicals and from these establishment people in office. Until then, until tonight, we'll see you at 4 o'clock. We do have Jeff Lindbergh on again tonight at 4 o'clock. Until then, God bless you, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.